In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward. And today, my guest is Al Torres. Al is the Chief Commercial Officer for SummitSync, a fantastic networking app which is available for both iOS and Android and is quickly becoming its own superstar at many conferences around the country. Welcome, Al. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me, John. Uh, Thank you for being here today. Well, Al, I want to learn more about you, as I'm sure our listeners do. So tell us more about yourself, SummitSync, its mission, and a little of your journey. Sure. So my background kind of stems from a variety of industries. Um, when I graduated college, I graduated with a degree in finance and went into the consulting world, working with Ernst & Young, uh, traveling the world, working with a, a variety of the Fortune 500 and in various industries. Um, during my time there, I noticed there was a kind of this um, generational difference. And I started um, fo- focusing my time on uh, training uh, around the millennial generation. So I actually started a company um, to focus on this transition of college into the workplace and then managers managing the millennial generation. I sold that business and then and then actually uh, got into the digital media world. Um, I'm a kind of a tech nerd at heart, um, love kind of the, the newest and greatest and learning about how it will influence our lives. Um, which continues to do more and more. Um, and I guess about uh, a year and change ago, um, I probably go to about 20, 25 conferences a year. Um, and what I noticed was, you know, a big reason why I attend those conferences is to connect with people, right? Yeah. Because everyone is convening in one place. Everyone's busy and traveling. And even those that uh, I'm stationed out of New York. And even those that I know are in New York, sometimes we're just not there at the same time. So mm. certain of these events, I knew that, it, well, I know if somebody's attending, great, I'm hoping to see them there. And I was at a conference out in uh, Santa Clara uh, last year, a little over a year ago, and met a gentleman early in the morning. Uh, it was a 3,000-person conference. Um, after the kind of we initially met, didn't see him for the rest of the day. And just by chance, at the end of the day, the last speaker coming on, everyone's kind of rushing to their aisles to sit down. Uh, the gentleman ends up sitting right next to me. And we kind of just like laugh and we say, I haven't seen you all day. Uh, how's the day been? And he said, it's been excellent. He goes, two prospects I've had, I ran into in the bathroom line. And because they couldn't run away from me, I ended up booking two meetings. <laughs> and I go, that is amazing. And I, in my head, I go, I wish there was a way to connect with people at conferences and it would be so much easier for us. And that's kind of how it all started. I love it. So what I was, uh, so that's kind of how where some would say kind of uh, emerge and we started kind of looking into, you know, what is out there that is a universal tool, um, not just for sellers, but for people that want to connect and people connect at these conferences and events and trade shows for a variety of reasons. It could be for job opportunities, recruiting opportunities, uh, reconnecting with old colleagues, um, you know, establishing new partnerships with various leaders in, in certain niches of their space. Um, so it's not just about the buying and selling, right? It's, it's about being able to more efficiently bring together two individuals at the point that a business relationship typically starts mm. um, and make that more efficient and a much easier process in a world where we all live on our phones 
but there's no really good tool out there. There hasn't been a good tool out there um, to help to drive that in, in an efficient manner. I love that, Al. Just a couple of big takeaways. First of all, your motivation for going to these events is really about relationship building. And that's really at the heart, I feel like, of what Summit Sync is all about. It's about cultivating those important relationships. And one of the things that I'm really tickled by is that you got that spark. You've recognized what this niche and this need was based on a story someone was telling you about uh, uh, just bumping into someone in a bathroom. I mean, that was sort of the inspirational spark to start all of this. And I love that story. So moving forward, listeners, it's all about being aware. It's all It all starts with the desire to reach out and network and build those relationships. So thank you for sharing that, Al. Thank you. How do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? So, you know, there's a variety of things. I think uh, I, I start off my day by reading a variety of different kind of uh, – I'll use Google News sometimes to see kind of the high-level stuff going on in the world. Um, but then I also kind of curate through a few different tools. Feedly is one of the ones I use to kind of curate different um, websites and publishers that I find can give me kind of high-level insight into what's going on in specific um, verticals or industry or topics that I'm interested in. Um, I think hearing about what you know, kind of both the entrepreneurs are in the world are doing today – um, those that have kind of grown their companies large, you know, extremely large, um, I think like a Jeff Bezos in, in Amazon and, uh, you know, reading some of the books around those kind of individuals who quote unquote already made it, but continue to strive and push the envelope more. If you talk about people like, uh, Drew Houston, um, CEO of Dropbox and how they've kind of started as, you know, 23 year olds, uh, from MIT trying to grow their business, been 10 years now there and, have really kind of moved things forward. So I get my inspiration daily about just kind of seeing so much energy in so many different spaces in the world. There are so many opportunities for so many different businesses. It's just about finding the right niche for you. And I think I get inspired by people taking on their passion. It's not just about their passion, but about seeing the opportunity around that passion. I love that. Combining not only your passion, but the opportunities and also a great share that you've provided with us is just following those who are not who have not only made it, but are continuing to challenge themselves every day. I think that's really, really important, especially when you when you look at the model of adopting a mentor or, you know, looking up to someone who has, you know, led the path and is on the same path that you are. I think that's really important. Well, Al, as an entrepreneur, I, I know you know this, and I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs, but failures and setbacks, that's part of the journey. That's part of the trade-off of pursuing your passion and looking for those opportunities. So I was wondering if you could share with our audience a time when you failed and a particular time where you learned a valuable lesson about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Sure. Um, I think we've all probably, if we look back, have, have failed multiple times. Um, and those are kind of the, the largest learning experiences uh, across the board. Um, but one that sticks to me, although it's been quite, quite a long time, and I've had uh, multiple other ones that I've learned a variety of things on, um, but it's still one that, that strikes in my, my memory as, as one of the most um, pivotal ones on a personal level was I actually started my college career as an engineer. And 
it was engineering or, or kind of all kind of building was always a hobby for me. But my one of my first classes was a and I forgot the, the name of the class, but it was essentially a class where you had to go and build something. You had a team and you had to work with the team to build a solar boat, a mini solar boat with certain restrictions, capacity, and you had to race it at, from in a small little waterway, about 16 feet long, about two feet wide. And whoever was able to race that boat without touching the walls from one end to the other, the fastest speed, got an A in the class. The second place got a B, third place got a C, and everyone else failed. Mm. That was the class. Wow. We, we were by chance, we had the smallest group. It was uh, me and two other gentlemen uh, in our class. One ended up dropping out. I don't know what happened to him. I never saw him again in school. Um, so it ended up being me and one other, one other student who we did not necessarily get along the best. Mm. So that was an interesting just from a dynamic of having to force to be on a team with someone. We ended up failing in the sense of we went through about five different boats that we built that we could just not get to move across. We were testing. We used different materials. We did all these things, and it just nothing worked. So finally, the day before um, the actual race, uh, we ended up figuring out a boat that went straight. However, it took about two minutes, and we had heard that the years past it took about a minute a little less in order to get across. So we thought we were going to be last place, hands down. We end up raising the day of about an hour before. One of the issues was that it was very wavy. And so as the waves would go on, the boats would kind of move to the side. They would hit the wall. So we ended up putting popsicle sticks at mm. the front of the boat to weigh it down a little bit. And it kept it steady enough where we actually ended up getting across without touching walls in two and a half minutes. Mm. So way past anything we had ever expected. Very slow. We, were, we won. We were the only ones to get across the, the entire river. What we found out was that the motors that we used this year and the solar panels that we had used in this class were half as strong as they were the years prior. And so we ended up winning. We got an A. It was one of those things where we would spend 16, 18 hours a day trying to figure this out. We continuously failed. We failed. We failed. We failed. And we ended up winning. And still to this day, across any problem that I have, and it's one of the biggest respects I have, as I, I ended up not graduating as an engineer, I graduated with a degree in finance, but the mindset of being able to problem solve mm. is such a value in the sense that everything we do in life, you know, you're going to come across obstacles. Um, but it's not just about trying to break through the obstacle, it's figuring out that sometimes it's going around it, sometimes it's going above it, below it, and being able to continuously test try new things. That was one of the, the most personally gratifying things that happened to me that's kind of stuck with me across all the other obstacles I've, I've had through the years, whether it's been involved in a layoff because, you know, a company lost a big client, uh, whether it's, you know, certain conflicts with, you know, employees or certain relationship stuff that has caused conflict uh, amongst the team. You know, I think there is, we, we all go through a variety of these failures or, or obstacles and it's just continuing to realize that there is a solution, and it may not be the perfect solution all the time. It may just be that you know you have to add a couple of popsicle sticks at the end of the at the end of the ship to make it work, but that you'll find a way if you keep trying um, and, and not stopping. And I think that's probably one of the the biggest things across any of the failures is that when you realize that you can get past them, it just makes it that much easier. The next time an obstacle comes in front of you, that you'll find you'll know that you'll find a way. 
I love it, Al. I, just a couple of things. That story encapsulates so much. First of all, that you had the smallest team. So, you know, some people might have seen that just as a huge disadvantage. And not only that, the person you were partnered with was someone that you didn't get along with. And then all the different times, the attempts and the failures, but then to be able to break through. And it's not just overcoming the obstacles, it's the learning process. And sometimes it's seeing the problem, reframing it. And I love that analogy. Sometimes it just takes putting a few popsicle sticks at the end of the boat. And I think that is just absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Al. No problem. We're now going to move into what I call the Knowledge Burst Session, where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips for our listeners so they can move forward. So, Al, I'd like you to pick one and share with our listeners. It could be a movie, a book, a song, or I'm going to add to that cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. I will do, I'm going to end up choosing a cultural experience because I think it was uh, an, an eye-opening experience for myself. I, uh, when I was a, a little bit younger, some years ago, I uh, decided I wanted to travel the world a bit. And I went to a, an area in Italy called Cinque Terre, which is a, a beautiful right along the coast um, area. And we ended up going into, um, there, it's it's made up of a few little towns. We ended up going into one of these quote unquote restaurants, which was someone's home where they had their own unique or homemade pasta and pesto sauce that was uh, specific to that little town. And the woman, after I found out about it, had told me that she had, she had actually had a massive business, but that she loved to be in this one area and that she lived there and this was her hometown, but that she had created such a product that people wanted to use that she actually licensed out the recipe um, for others to use. And I was so impressed by the mindset of somebody living in what I think most people in the Western culture or in big cities would look at and be like, you know, very rural, uh, middle of nowhere. I mean, beautiful, but still, nonetheless, you know, you're walking to someone's kind of you know, home and you're having a little, little mini restaurant, yet they had this massive business that you would have been completely unaware of. Mm. Um, and I think it goes back to that kind of that old adage of, you know, don't, don't judge a book by its cover because there's so many opportunities for people and people have so many different interests and ways of living and desires and ways to make them happy that, you know, we're each very unique. And I think that just translates very similar to just, you know, business and opportunity and managing people that um, you can't just make assumptions that one thing is going to work for everybody, right? Um, that, you know, success does not necessarily beget success. Oftentimes, success begets failure because we assume because it worked in one scenario that it will always work in all scenarios. Mm. And so it was a cultural thing that was uh, was eye-opening to me from a variety of, of, of levels. But one of those things where I tell people that the more people you meet, the more you travel, the more you see, um, the more you start to realize how interconnected and how similar everyone is, even though on the face of it, everyone seems very different. Absolutely. Well, Al, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. So for managing my time, I, you know, I live by my calendar. Um, it's one of those things that keeps me organized. I've used Sunset, which is a calendar app, which is um, essentially curates from a variety of different, you know, whether it be your work, personal, uh, if you have multiple work email addresses or calendars, 
you know, I live and die by my calendar. Mm-hmm. It keeps me on track to make sure that I'm able to, you know, fit a variety of meetings, keep on track. I travel quite a bit, uh, so I'm on the road, different time zones. Um, so I do need a tool in order to keep me, me planned and organized. And so that's one that I use. I know there's multiple of them out there, but, uh, you know, being able to live on a schedule, especially when you have, um, you know, travel involved, uh, is key to being productive. In regards to prioritizing that stuff, I think it is really kind of, uh, and I do this weekly, I, I, every Friday I kind of look at my schedule for the upcoming week and I say, is there something I can remove from my schedule that is just not important or not immediate? Because at the same point, although a calendar keeps you scheduled, you know you don't want to have 100 meetings in one day and then you don't take in anything from those meetings, right? It, it, it's, it's almost kind of counterproductive um, if you have too much. So every Friday, I look at my calendar for the following week and I say, okay, here's what I have scheduled. Are there things that I can push back that are just not priority for me right now? based on a variety of different things that, um, that are priorities. So that's kind of a tactic that I've taken. I kind of look at, you know, week be- the Friday before, I look at the following week, I say, are there things that I can move around, shift, or push back to later so that I can make sure that that week is not only organized, but the most productive and effective that I can be for that week. Awesome. And since you've already shared a favorite app, I'm going to ask you, would you like to share with our listeners either maybe another app or website, or I'm going to add to this a productivity hack that was a game changer for you? People who like to curate news into one spot, um, I think I mentioned Feedly before, that that's a great app for that. Um, I have used Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Mm-hmm. It's a great app for obviously keeping your to-do list. And those are two that I, I kind of use uh, on a daily basis separate from my calendar and Sunset and from that organization standpoint. But those are kind of probably three that um, I use predominantly most of the time to, to keep me organized and on track um, and come, you know, hitting the goals that I want to hit. Thank you for sharing those, Al. Those are great knowledge bursts. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Al, what is the one thing that Moving Forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their career or life's passion? I think it's reaching out to people. I think one of the most shocking things to me has been when I hear people say they want to do something different or that you know they have a passion for something, but there's no, there's no opportunity there. You know, my first question is, well, do you know anybody doing that? And most of the time, the, the answer is yes. I know somebody in that field or someone's doing it. And I say, well, why can't you do it? And they say, well, that, that person's been doing it for a long time. And my response to that is, well, they had to get started somewhere. You know, I think the inquiry is one of the, the biggest things that I've done in my life that has provided me so much knowledge and continues to, to provide me knowledge of the awareness that I do not know everything. And, uh, and I'm very open to admitting that. But if you ask people that do, you start to really get a lot of information that, you know, you can utilize yourself as needed. And so if you do have a certain passion in life, 
I think it's about being active and going out and asking people who are in that field or involved in that field, you know, how did they get started? There are bloggers out there who have started careers and their own businesses and have been, you know, very successful. And they're more than happy to share their stories of how they've got started and what they did and the obstacles that they faced. So I think, it, you know, if you have a passion and you're looking to do something, there are so many resources out there, both that most people are already connected to or that can get connected to, but you need to be proactive and ask. You know, fear is a, is a, is a big factor of that. It's not so much that people don't realize it, but they're, they're scared of failing if they even attempt to do it. So, you know, the, the first step is, is going out and getting that information, finding out, you know, how people did it, what they did, what the obstacles they faced, and coming to the realization that you're probably going to face those and potentially others, um, but that if you really have the passion for it, you have to go out and get it or at least give it a try um, because it'll be something that bugs you for the rest of your life if you at least didn't give it, give it at least a try once. Moving forward, listeners. You heard it here today. Start asking questions. You want to pursue your career or life's passion. Start by exploring, networking, and reaching out to those who have achieved the success that you're looking for on that career path. Al, what is next for you? So next for me, I mean, we're, we're continuing to build Summit Sync. We've just launched and connected the connection of people to Salesforce. Mm. Um, so really kind of bringing... Not only the the explore the discovery and connection piece, but actually bring it back to the enterprise. Since you know, majority of the time, individuals who are attending events and conferences are essentially sponsored by their enterprise or by their company. And both from the individual perspective as well as the enterprise perspective, being able to kind of prove your productivity as well as the ROI that you're getting from these events is a big piece to it. So we've launched a connection with Salesforce so that from a sales side of it, uh, people can start to kind of track the ROI of those events so that they can see where do I continue to invest my money in those events in the future. We've also incorporated uh, what we're calling a wrap-up report. So for those that are not on the sales side of things, um, you will get kind of an email recap of all the people you connected with. So you don't have to be bringing home 15, 20, 100 business cards and then kind of lose them along the way not necessarily have an association with who they are. Um, so our goal is to continue to build Summit Sync to the point of where it is the primary tool that every individual uses at any event or conference globally so that they can continue to make those partnerships, have those opportunities, unlock those opportunities, both for themselves, for their organizations, so that they can continue to do more, uh, and hopefully it benefits everyone. Fantastic. Wonderful, Al. Congratulations, too. And Al, how can our listeners connect with you? They can connect to me. They're come, you know, more than welcome. We'd love to have them, you know, obviously test out the app, give us feedback. Um, you know, it's an ever-changing world in regards to uh, the app world and the different platforms of Android and iOS. They can reach out to us through summitsync.com. We have a support email there that they can reach out to either learn more you know, or you know, download the app and test it. Um, if there's not an event that's in there, you know, we continue to build our database. We can add that in right away. So, you know, love to hear from the listeners, get their feedback, continue to build on it. If there's certain features that they think would be beneficial, you know, that's something that we look at um, and we'll add to our pipeline down the road. 
SummitSync.com. Moving forward, listeners, check it out. We'll have it posted on our website. Al, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join me today for sharing your insights and your journey with our listeners. John, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And listeners, for more information on Al and all of our extraordinary guests on Moving Forward, check us out at bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.